going on. Like a million dollars. Let me check out that ring. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. Michael Babcock is out today, which means the triumvirate is back. Mojo Mutati, Lucas Whitman, and Edward Lewis. Guys, we took one single day off yesterday from talking about Travis Kelsey for the first time in a month. But he is back after last night's game, the now 9-1 Philadelphia Eagles defeating the now 7-3 Kansas City Chiefs 21-17 in one of the most thrilling games of the year. Edward. You got the details, man. Fell us in. Maybe the most anticipated regular season game in the last few years, let alone this year. And it, it basically lived up to the hype. Obviously, there was a lot of rain and it was a little bit cold. So it kind of made for a little bit of a sloppier game. But at the end of the day, I mean, it was a one score game pretty much throughout the contest. Now, Patrick Mahomes had a chance to win it late through a deep ball to Marquez Valdez-Scantling. As you can see in these highlights, he dropped it and he, they end up losing the game. Jalen Hurts was great, rushed for two touchdowns. The one guy, though, that was not that special was Travis Kelsey playing not in front of Taylor Swift, who is in Brazil performing, he was pretty mediocre. He did have a touchdown, but they kind of schemed it open. He only had a few catches, 44 yards, wasn't that special. But after the game, obviously, he spoke with his brother, who's a star on the Philadelphia Eagles, Jason Kelsey, and he did have a little bit of fun with the moment, you know, even though they lost, but afterwards, you could tell he was pretty messed up over it all. Here, take a look at what I'm talking about. I gotta be better. Just not playing up to the level that I have in the past, I gotta be better. Any adjustments the Eagles did in the second half to sort of disrupt things? No. Turnovers. Turnovers and uh and um, penalties on our half. It's nothing that they did. Travis three call us. Three games, no points in the second half. Are you identifying anything why it's happening in the second half? I just mentioned the turnovers in the second half. I just mentioned the the flags. It's all fixable. We just gotta do it. It's good to see both sides of this because Travis on one hand, you know, he's not taking it too hard, but then on the other, he's also taking accountability for his role in the game because, you know, you never know what's gonna happen if he doesn't fumble the ball, if he get, catches a couple of those passes, but it just comes with the territory right now because all eyes are on Travis Kelsey because he's dating possibly the most popular woman on the planet. So he's going to have a massive target on his back. And you saw the results of that because after the game, the Eagles went on social media and everyone knows about these friendship bracelets and Taylor Swift and all that. Well, they posted Eagles win in the style of a friendship bracelet. So a lot of people are wondering, obviously when things are good, everyone's going to love Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, but when things go bad, is there going to be concern among Chiefs Kingdom? Well, we actually talked to former NFL player Channing Crowder all about it, and he honestly doesn't see it that way. I think that's a coincidence. I, I, I've been around Travis some. He doesn't hide from attention. I actually went to the Travis Fest in Kansas City during the draft. He had a whole weekend where he was the MC of events with 30, 40,000 people at it. So I don't think he really runs from the attention. The new fan base is one thing, but what's that gonna hurt? I have picked up hundred thousands of followers and all that stuff. I don't, I don't, I don't know if he likes it. I wouldn't like the, you know, almost being that plus one, like, oh, that's Taylor, Taylor Swift's boyfriend. That's Taylor Swift's boyfriend. But to be honest, I think Travis is a guy that, that wouldn't really get to him. 
for anyone to think that Travis is getting washed up like his game is really taking the back seat to anything he's doing in his personal life. I, I just don't agree with it. I mean, uh, he's just more of the focus now. I mean, let's face it, the past, you know, however many years Travis has been in the in the league, it's not like every single solitary game he's had three touchdown catches in 100 yards. I mean, that, that's how it goes, especially for, for any receiver. You have better games than others. And, you know, I, I really haven't seen any games this year where Travis played poorly, maybe just not up to the standard that he typically plays at. And, you know, you're playing in the NFL. You've played in multiple Super Bowl games. You're used to the pressure and the eyes and the spotlight and things like that. So I, 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 don't, I really don't think, you know, being with Taylor Swift is going to intimidate him or make him nervous on game day to perform when he's used to that. Uh, the only thing that might is maybe all that extra money he's making right now and not wanting to see that go away. But again, at the end of the day, I just don't see this having a big uh, interference in his play. All right, well, moving right along, but staying right here within football, Aaron Rodgers with some serious mixed emotions these days. Lucas, what am I talking about? So the big news with the Jets this week is that Zach Wilson will no longer be the starter while Rodgers recovers from his Achilles injury. It's going to be Tim Boyle now, and Rodgers actually talked about it because he feels guilt over how this whole season has played out. Um, he obviously did not see this going this way, and he thought this was going to be a season for uh, Zach Wilson to really learn from a four-time MVP, but this is what he had to say all about it. Speed at which I'm doing the rehab has been kind of the same from the beginning. It's, it's to push it as hard as we can every single day. And, you know, as long as we're not uh, stretching the Achilles, um, you know, we feel like we're in a good place. Listen, there's been some four and six teams that have made runs over the years. Back in 2016, there was a, a team in, in the NFC North that uh, people were counting out. They went on a run. Ty probably remembers this one. And oh, we, yeah. You know, won eight in a row and went to the uh, NFC Championship That's game. Right. We need a spark. And obviously this was uh, the decision that was made. I feel for Zach. I love Zach. You know, Zach's such a great kid. And I do think he still has a bright future in the league. This has been a tough go for all of us. Uh, a lot of times in these situations, there's certain guys that got a scapegoat. And uh, I think there's enough blame to go around in a number of different positions. You know, if you have 10 guys doing a right on a play and one guy not, um, it's hard to hard to be efficient. I appreciate kind of Aaron Rodgers jumping on the grenade here, I guess you could say, for, for Zach. And you could tell that, like, that's how cool of a teammate Zach has been in the locker room. But the reality of the situation is how many times have you seen a quarterback through his first three years of his career start and then get benched and then come back and be some sort of superstar? So I, it just never happens. I appreciate what Rodgers is saying here, but Zach is Zach at this point. I, it's his third year in the league. He is what he is. Uh, I, I don't think sitting behind Rodgers this year would have turned him into some mega star next year. Uh, but again, I, I do think it says a lot about both Rodgers and Wilson. I think it says that Wilson has been a great teammate for Rodgers to, to not unnecessarily jump on this grenade. And I think it says a lot about Rodgers to be like, hey, this is my fault that he's not doing well. Yeah, you know, I think Zach Wilson, if he would have been able to spend at least one year learning under Aaron Rodgers, going through camp, learning all the tricks of the trade, and then being able to see Aaron actually apply that on game day in real time, I think that would have been huge for Zach Wilson's development. Obviously, we're not going to get that now with uh, 
uh, Aaron going down so early. I mean, he thinks Zach Wilson has a bright future. That doesn't necessarily mean as a starter, as an all-pro right. player. I mean, he could have a very bright future as a 10-, 15-year backup in the NFL, somebody that's just good enough to to carry the torch uh, when the starter goes down. Obviously, we're not seeing too much of that this season, but he still is a young player at the most difficult position in the NFL. I mean, look, we're all kind of feeling the same thing right now. We just need the Jets to start stacking some wins. Everybody wants to see the Jets have a better season to see if Aaron Rodgers can come back and make a difference to see if this new surgery actually works and will hold up for a player uh, that's been in the league for well over a decade. I mean, there's just so many questions surrounding the New York Jets and, you know, kind of a team that became one of America's favorites, especially after being, being featured on Hard Knocks. So hopefully they figure something out here. Get Aaron Rodgers back in the game, but the team's got some changes to make before then. And let's see if this change at quarterback is just what they need. Coming up next on TMZ Sports, Tom Brady gives his thoughts on why the New England Patriots have been struggling so bad this year. Spoiler alert, he thinks it's not Bill Belichick. Find out what's the problem next on TMZ Sports. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Welcome back to TMZ Sports, where the triumvirate has returned. Mojo Mutati Lucas Whitman and Edward Lewis, and we are talking about Tom Brady talking about his former coach, Bill Belichick, and the very much so struggling New England Patriots. Lucas, you got the scoop, brother. Yeah, if you thought it was bad for the Jets, it's even worse for the guys in Foxborough right now. And uh, Tom Brady actually talked about it on the Stephen A. Smith show this week. He said, look, 
yes, they are 2-8 and eight right now, but I will put all my confidence behind Bill Belichick because he's still coaching these guys the same way that they were coaching us when we went undefeated in 2007. So when you actually see you know, Brady and Belichick, they, they, their breakup was something that a lot of people were saying was a lot to do with what Belichick thought when it was time for Brady to move on and go to Tampa Bay. But he, despite everything that happened, had nothing but nice words to say about Belichick. He's an incredible coach. He's the best coach in my belief in the, in the history of the game. So, I mean, I don't know. Get, uh, the thought of him not being in New England is hard for me to think about. Wow. So I, I think he's, he's, he prepares the team really well. And ultimately you got to have a lot of people around you to succeed. You got to have a lot of things in place for the organization to be successful. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's probably coaching much difference now than when we were undefeated in 2007. Right. I'm sure he's preparing the team the same way. The results are different, but again, that's why the sport's so challenging. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of reasons why teams win or lose. The head coach is a very small part on game day. Yes, and The quarterback plays a really big part on game day. Not mm-hmm. the entire thing, but because you touch the ball, you have a big opportunity to impact the game. So if you get good quarterback play, and that says nothing about, the, you know, I'm just talking in general about football, right. you know, you got an advantage. If you play really good defense, you got a, a, a great advantage. That means you need a good defensive coordinator. You know, there's a... Ultimately, it's a lot of things coming together why things work and why they don't. This appeared to be Tom Brady saying nicely that this is all Mac Jones' fault in New England. Like, I, <laughs> I, 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 what he's saying is true. I mean, you could be the best coach of all time, but if you don't have a good quarterback or an elite defense, it doesn't matter. I mean, frankly, that's really the reality of the situation. If you do not have an Aaron Rodgers, a Tom Brady, a Joe Burrow, a Justin Herbert, you know, one of these big, big names, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, if you don't have this guy playing at this MVP-type level at quarterback, it does not matter how many Super Bowls you previously won. And I think you saw that with Bill Belichick. I mean, he went from a mediocre coach in Cleveland to the greatest of all time when he had the greatest quarterback of all time. So this is Tom, uh, I think, politely saying that, look, Bill is still the guy, Bill is still the man, but without any sort of decent quarterback play, he's just not going to win games. I think it's true. Yeah, I mean, football games aren't won by a single player, a single position, or even a single coach. It is a team effort. So right there with you, and obviously Tom Brady, feels the same way. I mean, for me, I guess it wasn't surprising to hear his thoughts on this, but obviously there has been some rumors, I guess we'll say in the past about strained relationships with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick about them butting heads. And I'm sure those are true, right? When you have a legendary coach like Bill Belichick, who is hard on their players. I mean, Rob Gronkowski used to tell me even towards the very end of his run with the Patriots, how Belichick would treat him like he was a first year every year. He was hard on him. There was nothing being taken easy on Gronk towards the end of his time with the Patriots. Belichick always held him to that higher standard. So when you're talking about doing something like that to a guy like Tom Brady, who's going out there winning these Super Bowls, who's quarterbacking and captaining the team, there's probably going to be some friction some time to time, you know, a little bit of butting of heads. But at the end of the day, it doesn't detract from the fact that Bill Belichick is, and for the foreseeable future, will be the greatest football coach ever. I mean, in terms of win losses, X's and O's, and in every analytic of the game. So I, you love to see Tom having his coaches back. It would have been very easy for him to bury them in retirement now that they don't have to deal uh, with each other. Fellas, it is time to talk about a third generation athlete and how they might be better than both their father and their grandpa, 
Edward, you got this one. What's the scoop? Yeah, if you thought the run of fielders was going to end with Prince in the MLB, you might be wrong. So obviously Cecil Fielder's son, Prince Fielder, has two more sons, uh, Jaden and Haven. Uh, and they're both in high school, and they're both absolute ballers on the baseball diamond. And when we saw Prince out at LAX a couple weeks ago with his son Jaden, uh, he told us, look, uh, this kid might be better than all of us. Take a look at this clip. Does Jaden have the possibility, potential, to be the best one in the family? Uh, sure does. He does? Yeah. He's got a lot to live up to, man. Yeah. You imparting any wisdoms? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's practicing every day. He's ready to go. What sort of advice have you been giving Jaden? Uh, I'm not sure. I think uh, just over the years, he's been with me in the, you know, he's came with me to every clubhouse, so I think just over the years, you know, just giving him a little advice here and there, nothing major. He pretty much is, uh, whatever he sees, he retains. So That's great. Jaden, do you feel any pressure to live up to your pops and your, your granddad? Uh, not really. They kind of, they were around and, you know, just kind of showing me it's just baseball. So it, it can just, you know, end up being my job. Right, you just consider it just a job sort of thing? It could, yeah. Yeah. It's easier to think of like that. This is testament to how much, like, genetics is just everything, <laughs> huh? And mental stuff, obviously, but yeah, you, yeah. Got, you feel this. Yeah, genetics definitely helps. I mean, the hard work is what really makes it take off. Now, I should note that the Jaden, who's 19, and Haven, the, the, the younger fielder, is 17. Both are actually in the class of 2024, so they, they could be either in the MLB draft soon or, or on, a, on a college baseball diamond soon. So it might not be long where you're, you're seeing these guys actually make a run at the MLB. I remember growing up watching Prince Fielder and hitting all those dingers left and right, and, and now I'm going to be watching his son do it in just a few years. It just makes me wonder where time's going. Um, I don't know about you guys, but this one's tough for me. I think it's just you, pal, because I'm feeling younger by the year, so I, don't, <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I, you know, I, I love the fact that they were almost caught off guard by, by this question. At first, uh, when you hear Prince say, sure does, it, all, it almost like it was like, good luck catching up to what I've done, kid. But uh, when you hear the rest of the interview... You know, it's something that really just seems to me like it hasn't really been discussed much at, at home, like they've sheltered their kids from having to be subjected to these questions too much. You know, focusing on yourself, you're just a child in high school learning the basics of the game, just just getting started to talk about having a, a better career than the pros have been named all pro multiple times year in, year out. And, you know, his generation and his dad's, it's, it's just too much too soon, I feel like. And sometimes that's a disservice to your kid to put just all of that pressure on them from the very start so that every mistake they, they make, they just get very down on themselves for not living up to their father or their grandfather's name from the start. So I, I just love the attitude in this family. I think that's a winning attitude. I think all that stuff comes later and you can welcome it and engage those conversations later, but, but now's not the time. They're keeping these kids hungry. They're keeping them humble. And uh, that's a recipe for success later in life. We are thrilled to welcome Prince Harry, the Duke of Sussex founder and patron of the Invictus Games Foundation. In just over 14 months, military veterans, service members, and their families from around the world will be coming to British Columbia for the Invictus Games, a celebration of their service 
and the unrivaled power of sports to aid in their recovery. Welcome back to TMZ Sports, where the triumvirate has reunited Mojo Mutati, Lucas Whitman, and Edward Lewis talking about Prince Harry doing princely things. Edward Lewis, you got the scoop. What's up? Yeah, you saw right there Prince Harry and Meghan Markle went to Vancouver uh, to watch the Canucks play the Sharks. Uh, Prince Harry was the star of the show. Obviously, you heard it again. He was promoting his Invictus Games, but he was a star of the show. Got to drop the puck, you know, got the highlights on him, was on the Jumbotron several times, lost his mind at moments when the Canucks scored. Uh, he's apparently a Canucks fan, I guess, uh, because every time they scored, he went crazy. Meghan obviously was thrilled about it all, too. This is one of the second, third, fourth time we've seen them last year at sporting events. So Apparently, they're very, very big fans of hockey and, and basketball and all that. So, uh, big deal for them. Uh, we expect to see them a lot more going forward, but they're, they're apparently big-time hockey guys. Who knew? Yeah, it didn't even look like they were faking it. And you know sometimes celebrities, they go to games and they're like, ah, yeah, you know, playing it up for the camera. I was really surprised with Harry, even that dance he was doing afterwards. I think we got to work on that a little bit. But, um, yeah, shout-out to them for actually uh, caring about hockey. Yeah, we definitely need to work on the dance moves a little bit. I don't think we need to work on the sweater game because uh, the sweater game by Prince Harry was tremendous. I mean, look, even if you don't care about either team, you go to a game, the energy's palpable, people are going nuts, uh, you're in a highlighted role, you know people are watching you, it's easy to get with it and, and have a little bit of fun. And, um, you know, definitely a good thing to, to bring eyes and awareness to any projects that you're, you're working on with the Invictus game. So going to a game and being in the spot is, is good for business as well as good for the soul, enjoying some sports. But uh Guys, that will do it for us today. An incredible show with the Triumvirate. Always love teaming up with you guys. But tomorrow, tomorrow we got a special one. We're bringing on AEW superstar Swerve Strickland, fresh off of his Texas death match at the AEW Full Gear pay-per-view. And I got to say... After chatting with them, guys, it is obvious. It is a no-brainer that tomorrow, I think you know where I'm going with this, tomorrow will absolutely be the best show since today.